Hey everybody, welcome back to Enter the Nerd Zone. This is Jay. And this is Pete. Alrighty, and we are back and we are ready to talk about Na 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 Nerds Oh Batman. See I couldn't figure out which one we were doing. Yay, it's the it's one and the same, in my opinion. It's one and the same. Now, I mean in the past, look, we talked about uh all the combinations of Batman and the Joker. Uh we talked about Batman sixty six villains. Uh, now we're going to talk about another aspect of the Batman universe, and that would be uh, Batman, the animated series. Uh, Pete, you were a big fan of this uh, cartoon? Absolutely. Cool. I mean, this this I, cartoon... Hear, hear the excitement in my voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, wow. Uh, you don't have to talk about it. <laughs> no, I loved this series. I, I mm-hmm. really did. Really did. Yeah. Now, this series, it actually, because I was looking it up, uh, this series actually started in 92. And what happened with it, it went from like 92 to 95. Then they kind of, it kind of continued, but they called it the new adventures, uh, the new Batman adventures. Uh, it continued for a couple of seasons. And then I think the final season, they called it the adventures of Batman and Robin. I, I don't know. I kind of all consider it Batman the animated series. Yeah, because you know? then it rolled uh, into... Um... Then rolled into Batman Beyond. Uh, yeah, I think Batman Beyond came out, and I think like the one kind of linking factor was uh, Paul Dini was kind of the head writer, and I think he was kind of the head writer and creator all throughout, uh, and I think also with Batman Beyond. Uh, and the other big linking factor is the voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy. Um, he stayed with it all the way through. He actually still to this day does a lot of like Batman voice work uh, in some of the DC animated movies, video games. Like if you like, I love playing the injustice video games. He does the voice of Batman uh, on both of those. So yeah, I kind of, you know, it doesn't matter what you call it. I'm to me, it's all Batman, the animated series. Kevin Conroy. When you think Batman, you think Adam West and you think Kevin Conroy. You don't think of the other oh. disasters that were out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I think you know you would consider like Christian Bale and things, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Adam West for a lot of people was their Batman or the first Batman that they were exposed to, and Kevin Conroy because of his longevity, you know, as the voice of Batman. I mean, he's really also considered Batman. I mean, I think he's actually they actually consider him. Uh, as having played Batman the longest just because he's done so much voiceover work as Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Again, um, Adam West is the greatest Batman ever. He's he's my Marty McFly of Batman. Um, <laughs> had to throw the Back to the Future in there. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, but, you got to do it. But this series – see, I was, I've been, I was mistaken about this series. I, mm-hmm. On other podcasts, we've talked about this series a little bit. Um, and I yeah. said, you know, I, I come back from high school, you know, after my and go and watch this. Well, it turns out it was, it came out the year I gra- the year after I graduated. So I was in college watching this. That's too much drinking for those people. Uh, so, <laughs> but yes, this show again. When I think Batman, I think the Batman '66, and then I really do think this cartoon is probably the best version of Batman. 
Okay, so I mean, you know, kind of like what you said, how like this started in '92. So you were kind of just starting college. I at that point was kind of halfway through college. You were a grown man. I was. I was a grown man, but I am watching a cartoon on a, you know, kids cartoon network, uh, you know, obviously geared for kids, but I was enjoying it. I mean, did you did you how did you feel like, you know, as a college guy watching a cartoon where you sort of like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Or this series was just so great for you. Like you didn't care. I have no pride. Um, I, <laughs> I would watch. I mean, Batman. Again, my whole life, Batman was always there at some point, right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm mixed in with sports and I do a lot of sports stuff, but Batman was always consistently there. Batman and Slash, The Flash, but really Batman uh, was, you know, I, identified is not the right word, but, you know, I knew Batman, you know, and and honestly, you know, I watched the Super Friends and I watched uh, 66 this Batman, I liked it more because of the darkness of it. I really thought this was like like the comic book. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like the comic book. Um, you know, if you think about the first sort of Batman film, which came out in 89. So then this series comes out in 92. So that Batman 89, the Tim Burton Batman, really kind of brought us all back from... Batman 66 and the Super Friends where it's all colorful and fun and this and that to where Gotham's a really dark and gritty place. Batman the Animated Series captured that, but also I think they really did a great balance of, you know, hey, you know, Gotham's kind of dark and, and, and gothic and it was like done in a noir style, but it was also kind of lighthearted enough that kids could watch it. Yeah. I mean, kids could watch it. We could watch it. Yeah, it was a great cross between that movie and 66. And I say that not just about the, you know, the lightheartedness and the seriousness of it. But every week or every day, there was a new, it was that new character again. Like, not a new character, but like, it went from Harvey Dent to the Joker to, you know, Penguin. And it was, it was, it had that, that. 66 feel to it but with like a a little bit more violent uh theme yeah definitely yeah like you said like 66 it it wasn't there were there weren't really like a continuous story you know each episode was sort of like the way 66 was like a new villain and you know batman of course has his rogues gallery and you name some of the classic villains um you know so it kind of had that feel to it but it definitely had that little bit of a darker tone than like a super friends cartoon or the old batman i think it was filmation cartoons which were kind of cartoon versions of batman 66 so yeah i think they did a great job of of uh really kind of working both angles you know for the kids and then for comic fans like us so you kind of mentioned that like batman has kind of played and and you know we talk about batman a lot you know in our podcast whether or not that's the topic. Um, <laughs> let me just ask you, because I don't think I've ever asked you, like, why why is Batman, like, a big, kind of a big figure in your life? Like, why, why is he so important in your life? You know what? As a kid, I had a rough childhood, and I looked to Batman as, like, my hero. Does that make sense? Like, Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, I always wanted to be him. 
because he was big and tough. And I had, like I said, I had a tough, tough childhood. And, you know, it was kind of my escape. I mean, I had baseball. I played a lot of baseball, but, the, you know, and I had a lot of baseball heroes. But Batman really was kind of like my escape from all the uh, the madness, uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. even though there was madness sure. in the cartoon. So, yeah, Batman, again, you know, my mom turned me on to the... Um, Onto the 66 series, you know, at the time I was watched a lot of stuff from the 60s, like uh, the monkeys and um, mm-hmm. uh, Gillian's Island, all that stuff. And then just seeing Batman, I was like in awe, you know, and um, yeah, I have a real appreciation for the character itself. And that's why I have such an appreciation for Adam West and Kevin Conroy, because they really bring him to life. What about you? Um, kind of similar. I mean, um, you know, I do have a younger sibling, but there's a big age gap between us. Like I'm actually 10 years older than her. Um, so really for the first kind of part of my life, I was really an only child. Uh, the area I grew up in, there really weren't a lot of kids my age close by. So yeah, like, you know, I, I kind of needed some of these outlets. So that's why, you know, I did, uh, you know, I read comics and uh, watch cartoons and things like that. And I think I always kind of resonated with with Batman because, you know, I mean, and not taking anything away from some of the other superheroes, but it's like I'm not from Krypton. I don't have, you know, a ring of power like Green Lantern. You know, I'm not from Atlantis. Batman, yeah, he's a regular guy. And in reading the comics, it's like. He had this tragic event in his life, and it really kind of shaped him into Batman. And, you know, I never really had anything that horrible in my life, you know, thank thank goodness. Thank goodness but, yeah. yeah, but I kind of felt like, you know, if I wanted to, I could kind of be a Batman, you know. And I kind of like the fact that, you know, instead of just becoming Batman to get the guy that killed his parents and then like, okay, that's it. I got revenge for my parents. He was sort of like, I'm going to become Batman. So this doesn't happen to another kid. There's not going to be another kid whose parents are going to be taken away from him or, or, you know, somebody is going to be harmed or, or robbed. Like I'm going to bring justice, you know, to kind of this crazy world. And I really kind of respected that. And I always kind of felt like I'm not really going to, get superpowers i'm not going to get bitten by a radioactive spider but you know if i really wanted to i could be batman i think that's why i really related like so well to it and why he was kind of a big figure in my life just just as uh just as much as he was in yours yeah well really i'll tell you the true story i'm 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 a rich guy and i like toys (laughs) there you go i knew it i knew it (laughs) you figured it out just don't tell anybody it's a secret uh, <laughs> but let me tell you, I, I'll tell you about this series. Um, there's a lot of great voiceover actors in here besides Kevin Conroy. And oh, yeah. The one most important one in one of the first few episodes, Batman himself, Adam West, appears as a character. Oh, OK. Who who did he appear as? Because I'm he racking got, my brain and I can't remember. <laughs> the, gray, the Gray Ghost. Oh, that's right. Yes. So I I was. I I mean, Adam West, I think, has touched every Batman except maybe first the the movie pieces, but um, all the cartoons. He's been, you know, again, 
Adam West, greatest Batman ever. But yeah, I, I thought that was great that he got a chance to be in one of these one of these shows. And I mean, the Great Ghost is a pretty cool character, Simon Simon Tratt. Yeah, and I mean, and I think it's great too that they they brought him on, uh, you know, as an homage to the fact that he's kind of the original Batman, and not for nothing, he he has a very distinct voice, and he has he has a great voice. It's not just well, let's just give it to Adam West, you know, whatever he was Batman. I mean, he really he had a great voice. So I mean, it 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 would be it was it was a great casting choice no matter what. Let's not forget, you know, you talk great voice actors, uh, a great actor who lent his voice to this series and really established a very iconic role. I mean, Mark Hamill as the Joker. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, like, again, and I'll, and I'll bring it up because I always bring up Star Wars, too. Um, yes. I, I love Luke Skywalker. When I think Mark Hamill's and when I hear his voice, I think the Joker. Most people think Luke Skywalker. I think the Joker. Um just that laugh alone it just it's amazing he's he is the best joker too i think i mean i really think he is and and when we did our batman joker episode and i put the poll up on instagram it came down to mark hamill and caesar romero and caesar romero eked it out i mean so that that kind of tells you i think what people think in general of mark hamill's performance um, the thing I, th I thought was amazing was I heard him uh, giving in, you know, he always gives interviews. Um, first of all, he's a big geek, just kind of like, you know, you and I and the rest of the brothers in armchairs. I mean, he is a like his comic knowledge is outstanding. It's amazing. He loves Back to but the Future also. <laughs> he, I'm sure he does. I mean, he knows. But he like he would talk about comics that he grew up with from like the golden age and, you know, he remembers storylines and writers and artists and it, it, it's, it's incredible, but you know, people that work with him said he was so much fun to work with because a lot of times when they do voiceover work, they kind of like sit in these booths or they sit around a table. They said he was up and he was like doing hand jet. Like he was the Joker. He wasn't just sitting there and reading it. Like he was really acting it out. And they said it really kind of boosted their performances having him around doing the Joker. And yeah, I mean, I think he's probably one of the greatest Jokers ever. And there you go. <laughs> oh, well, let's, I mean, let's look at some of the, the characters that were in the, I mean, some of the voice actors and some of the characters, you know, sure. we talk about Mark Hamill, who's probably the most popular, probably second only to Kevin Conroy in this whole mm -hmm. series. I mean, Absolutely. You have, you have little, um, and Adam West, of course. Um, <laughs> yes, true. Yeah, true. M Melissa Gilbert d plays Barbara Gordon in Batgirl, which, you know, I, I think of the pigtails running down the hill as we talk about that <laughs> on another podcast. But Right, right. I mean, Melissa Gilbert, you have Richard Maul. He played Harvey Dent, you know, Night Court. Night Court, Bull Shannon, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Henry Pollock II, which not a lot of people know, but he was – the friend on Webster, he was on all the game shows. I, I just like him as a as an actor in general. But uh, Rodney McDowell, Ron Perlman. I mean, there's names here that are they're well known actors who kind of like not necessarily started here, but this is where they you know kind of get got a little bit of fame as well. Yeah, and you know you you mentioned some great actors there, and you know one of them that kind of stands out for me, Ron Perlman. Now there's a guy who's a great actor very very distinct voice so it's you know yeah you want that voice right there 
Um, let's not forget Batman the Animated Series created a new character, Harley Quinn. Around. We we exactly. Oh wait, that's Catwoman. We, sorry. <laughs> she was there too, but you know Harley Quinn was created for Batman the Animated Series, and you know I don't know if people know the story or not. It was really. You know, the Joker was obviously a popular character. Mark Hamill, you know, the voice and, and, and everything was really making him popular. So they're creating an episode, a Joker episode, and they just kind of, you know, said, hey, let's give him a, like a sidekick, like, a, you know, like a female sidekick, little wacky, whatever. And um, Paul Dini, who was the writer, was watching, I forget what soap opera it was. And uh, I lean. Oh, it was Days of... Okay, so Arlene Sorkinson was on there dressed up as, like, a Harley Quinn character, you know, with the costume that Harley Quinn has, and with that voice, and he said he saw that, and he was like, okay, there we go, that'll be the Joker's sidekick. He created the character, he asked her to come in and voice it, and it was going to be, like, a one and done. Like, they didn't even name her. You know, it's just, like, Joker's female sidekick. And that one episode, that one appearance... All this time later, probably one of the most well-known female characters in the DC universe, Harley Quinn. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, I, I love that character, um, Mister J. Um, I mean, those Puddin. <laughs> Puddin. <laughs> you know, obviously they made her a little bit sexier uh, in the movies and whatever else. But you're right. I mean, that character starts there, but now look how big her character really is. <laughs> Oh, comic book. She's got like three different versions of a comic book. Everybody dresses up as her. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I I didn't really think much about her when it when she first came onto the scene. I'll tell you, my, like I said, my favorite was Joker. But if I had a, a second one, I I mean, I really did like um, the Riddler. I mean, I thought the Riddler was very good on this. They did they wrote him very well on this show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's like they, they took all these classic Batman villains, like his rogues gallery, and they really they kept some of the fun spirit from 66, but they didn't go over the top campy with it. And yeah, the Riddler was very, very well done. Um, you know, classically, Riddler is not a big brawny guy. He's more of the brains type of a guy, um, you know, so the acting of, you know, portraying the Riddler, you know, he sort of had like a very intelligent tone to him, a little bit condescending that sort of, you know, I'm so much smarter than you, Batman, Gotham city, um, that he's not physically intimidating, but he's intimidating because of his intellect and his sort of sadistic side. And again, like as adults, you know, we kind of appreciate that, but it's not, over the top or scary that kids would be like turned off by it you know he, he would also be a popular character for the kids as well so yeah you know he, he great job there too now i guess now i can't remember you gotta remind me the first season or maybe half a season they didn't bring robin on until what the second season i think maybe not yeah i don't think they really brought him in right away and um yeah, maybe it was either the the first half or maybe not until the second season. And then when it kind of switched over to the new adventures of Batman and then became Batman and Robin, you know, uh, you know, Robin was actually more present in it. But one of the things that I liked is 
when they first introduced Robin, he's Dick Grayson. When they change the, the series over or kind of continue it into the new adventures of Batman and Batman and Robin, uh, they kind of follow what the comics did. And Dick Grayson went on to become Nightwing and Tim Drake takes over and he becomes the new Robin, which I thought was really nice. Like they're really trying to incorporate the comics, the spirit of 66 and just really give us just really a great show overall. Yeah, I, I I don't like Nightwing. I hate that character. Really? No, no, I'm, uh, only, I'm only kidding because <laughs> I know one of our other guys loves Nightwing. Uh, no, I do like Nightwing. I'll tell you one of the things I did like. Now this this series was kind of like almost over when they started starting when they started the Superman uh, series. Yes, yes. Which, again, Tim Daly as Superman, fantastic. I, Absolutely. I remember yeah. coming home, and it must now have been from college. Or sitting in the dorm room watching Batman and then Superman every day, and uh, it, it 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 lit lit me up. And I'm like, okay, I'm a 20 year old guy watching comic books. I mean, watching uh, cartoons. And quite honestly, at that point in time, uh, I didn't think I'd be here and enter the nerd zone at 40 something <laughs> years old talking about Batman. But I'm glad I am. And that series really kind of like kicked me, kickstarted me because I, like I said, I never really read. All the comic books. So, how close to the comic book is is this storyline? I mean, I think a lot of them were. Like I said, you know, the, if they wanted to, they just could have said, you know, Robin and he's he's Dick Grayson, this or that. But they did introduce Nightwing, and you know, hey, instead of Dick Grayson, you know, now it's 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 you know Tim Drake. Um, you know, so they did kind of incorporate some of those elements, uh, you know, the origins of some of the characters kind of harken back to the comics. So, you know, I think they kind of kept the spirit of the comics going. Maybe they weren't sticking with the storylines that were current at that time, but they definitely I think they stayed true really to the overall feel and overall mythology of of the Batman comic book series if, if that makes sense that makes sense so within, within the series after the first year they made a movie uh batman the mask of the phantasm oh yes was that that's part of it right they're all the same thing yeah it was it was it was you know batman the animated series it was actually a feature-length film that was in the theaters which i did go see in the theaters and i was blown away i was like this is a real and i think that's why you know, people would say, why would college kids and now grown men talk about a cartoon? And for me, it was the stories because Mask of the Phantasm was a great movie. And hopefully pretty soon we can kind of talk about some of our favorite episodes because it's it's the stories. I mean, these were really engaging stories that, again, are going to appeal to kids and young adults and adults as well, you know? Well, no, I get it. Absolutely. And uh, this, uh, the, before we get into this couple of the episodes, this series mm -hmm. actually starts the whole cartoon DC world. Because, you know, it goes from Batman to Superman and it goes into the Justice League, which, mm. again, if anything DC has done right, is cartoons. <laughs> the I anime, mean, really. Animated series. Sorry, not cartoons. Well, well, no, you're exactly right. I mean, if you really kind of compare... Marvel and DC, Marvel does movies great, and that's really about it. I mean, I don't really watch, and I don't, really don't even know much about any sort of animated stuff that Marvel does. 
but DC, I mean, still to this day, they, they churn out some pretty good animated movies. Um, through the CW and the CWC, they're actually starting to bring back some more animated series. Like Constantine has an animated series. The Ray has an animated series. Vixen has an animated series. Um, they're really kicking it, you know, with the comic books. It's just like they just can't make a movie. But they can do everything else really great. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing about this series that I liked. They, they had a bunch of part one and part twos, uh, kind of like the old 66. And uh, the, sure. one of the first ones, probably one of my first uh, episodes that I liked was when they brought in Catwoman. Uh, okay. The cat, it was uh, the cat and the, and the claw, part one and two. And mm-hmm. uh, you get introduced to Catwoman, and we also get introduced to the uh, the Red Claw, the group, the Red Claw. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that series, that's actually oh, that's actually the first two. Um, is it the first two? Uh, but th- those two, and I, sure. I I love Catwoman, and um, I thought that was a, a great way to bring her in the way the episode. You know, Batman encounters her. She's a new cat burglar. And now we obviously know what the history between Batman and Catwoman is. And you sort of see that um, in this episode, in this episode, because he meets Selena Kyle. And we know that eventually they have, I guess they fall in love and get married and have kids and do all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's always kind of different versions. And, you know, as as they kind of reboot you know, the comics and things like that, you know, there's always different, you know, do they get married, this or that, but there's always that relationship there. One of my favorite early episodes was the first Mr. Freeze episode where we kind of see the origin of Mr. Freeze, because if you remember like Mr. Freeze from Batman 66, and we talked about how he was actually kind of one of our favorite villains. He was very, very campy and this and that, you know, we really learn the origin, and they do a lot better than uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, you mean that Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, version oh, was not great for you? <laughs> oh, please, this be- this totally beats it out. But it kind of takes the same, you know, what happened there, where, you know, Victor Freeze is the scientist, his wife, Nora, you know, has this disease that he wants to cure, so... You know, she's kind of in the stage one of it, so he he actually does kind of put her on ice. He puts her like in a in a cryo chamber to kind of keep her where she is while he really works very hard to try to find a cure for her. And, you know, the the guy that runs the the company, you know, all he thinks about is money is and the bottom line, and he comes in and he he shuts down the uh, the whole project. You know, even kind of knowing that by doing that, he's gonna kill Victor Freeze's wife, but he's just like money, 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 money. That's all I care about. There's the accident there that turns him into Mr. Freeze. And it's like, really, you know, he's able to still save his wife and preserve her. And it's like he becomes Mr. Freeze because he wants to raise money to continue his work because he he loves his wife. And I'm like, okay, I'm watching a cartoon here and I'm actually getting choked up and I'm actually kind of feeling for a villain. And I think Batman kind of did too. Like, yeah, you're a crook and you're doing some bad stuff, but I get it. I see why you're doing it. Let let's try to figure out a way for you to do this without committing crimes. And, and, I mean, that's just a great story. Yeah. No, I mean, I I love uh, Victor Freeze. Um, you know, as you said in the '66 version, there was three different Victor Freeze Victor Freezes. So, uh, mm-hmm. but I think the cartoon does a great job. One of the other great episodes I like is Robin's Reckoning. It's a, it's a two parter. Um, okay. Where they do flashbacks of Robin's. Uh, origin story and about uh, mm-hmm. they meet the guy that uh, kills Robin's parents 
and he's like okay. full of vengeance and uh you know he wants to like he like this is the first time he really goes against what batman wants and you know because batman is not about killing at least in the cartoon piece <laughs> um but robin yes. wa- but robin wants to kill him kill this guy and uh the funny thing about this this episode it actually won a uh a, an emmy for outstanding animated program this episode right. itself but i always liked those origin stories like you talked about victor uh, victor cruz he's doing the cha-cha <laughs> uh victor freeze but uh you know robin as well of course robin being one of he, he's synonymous with batman you know you you can't oh, say absolutely. batman without robin right i mean i guess you could but it's uh it's definitely one of the better episodes that they have that's a two-parter oh yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, and, and and again, that's great, you know, because you know, again, and you know, this is kind of like what I like about the, like, like the show in general is it's not just you know action and great fight scenes and this or that. I mean, there's story there and there's heart there, um, you know that that really can kind of appeal to anyone. Like, you know, as adults, like we're really drawn in by that story, but even kids could really like appreciate that story and, and kind of see, you know, like you said, that struggle that you know dick grayson robin had with confronting the 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 guy that killed his parents you know and and wanting that vengeance and then kind of realizing you know why batman doesn't kill you know why batman does what he does yeah martha uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh the one good thing about this series i'll tell you we talk about episodes the crossover so when they did the crossover with superman and batman which eventually Mm -hmm. leads to the justice league are fantastic you know, they do it better than the CW does. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, one of my, I think one of my all-time favorite episodes, uh, and it was later on, well, I think when it was called The New Adventures of Batman, um, was actually uh, an episode that involved Batgirl, and it was called Over the Edge. And what we see in this one, it actually, it kind of has, like, a cold open. Like, the series, like, like it starts with Commissioner Gordon... Harvey Bullock, the, the GCPD, breaking into the Batcave, chasing down Batman and Robin, and it's Tim Drake Robin, uh, you know, firing at them. And, you know, Commissioner Gordon is like screaming, like, you know, I'm going to get you, Batman. And you're like, whoa, what the heck's going on here? Credits roll, the, the show starts. And what we see is Batman, Robin, and Batgirl are chasing Scarecrow. Uh, they're on a high rise building. Uh, you know, Batgirl confronts him. Uh, the, the scarecrow kind of like ambushes her or startles her and actually pushes her off the top. So she falls uh, and falls like right on top of a car, right in front of, you know, Commissioner Gordon, you know, and she dies. And, and you know, Commissioner Gordon comes out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, Batgirl. And, you know, she's like she dies in his arms and he removes the mask and he realizes it's his daughter. And that's when the wheels all click together. And he realizes that. And I think he's always kind of known that Batman is Bruce Wayne. So he blames Batman and Bruce Wayne for his daughter's death. And the whole episode is him going to any length to get his revenge on Batman. He goes so far as he releases Bane from prison to really take on Batman and kill him. And, of course, Bane starts running wild. Um, Batman actually has to end up killing him. He dies. and it's And then all of a sudden... You see Barbara, like, just jolt awake. You know, she's got this oxygen mask on. She's in the Batcave, and Batman tells her, 
you were affected by Scarecrow's fear serum. It knocked you out. So it was actually her nightmare of, oh, my God, you know, because I've never revealed to my dad that I'm Batgirl. And maybe because of that, this is a consequence. And she tells that to Batman. And Batman really says to her, you have to do what you have to do. I'm not going to say tell your dad you're Batgirl. Don't tell him. You have to do what you think is right. And it ends with her having breakfast with her dad and she's going to tell him and it's almost like he kind of knows but he sort of is like he says like Barbara you you, you don't need to say anything so it's sort of like you're kind of left with the impression that he knows his daughter is Batgirl but if it's not said it's not real sort of a thing and they sort of had this unspoken understanding and I thought that was probably one of the best episodes I had ever seen over the top (laughs) I I love those episodes like when you like you, they start and it's a lot of series, but where they have like, there it's thirty five hours ahead of time or something like that, and then they go back and they tell the story. It's fantastic. I, I know that episode uh, very well, and it is definitely one of the the best ones that they have done. Yeah, and and like I said, you know, yeah, when a when a show starts like that with. Wait a minute, Commissioner Gordon's hunting down Batman. He's taking shots at him. Wait, what? What did I just miss? You know, and, and and then they go back in time, and reveal it. Love it, absolutely love well, it. I Great just, storytelling. When that stuff happens like that, like back then, we had the VCR. So like, I, I turn it on. I watch one of those episodes. I'm like, did I miss something? What's going on? And uh, did- <laughs> I'm like, I was here yesterday watching the episode. What happened? <laughs> Ma, did you tape over the beginning of Batman? What happened? That's right. What's going on? What did I miss? I'm going to tell you a quick story oh. about that. Um, so Go ahead. I don't know if I told you. I, you know, I, I like TV. Shocking. Um, <laughs> I had my, my server broke on my, I'm not going to mention any name, but it's a satellite agency and it's called DirecTV. Um, it, never heard of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> my server broke and I had all my mm-hmm. stuff on the, on the uh, DVR. And I had oh boy. some of these uh, Batman uh, animated series on there. All gone. Mm-hmm. All gone. Oh, Nine boy. weeks of Behind in Gotham and all these other shows. Gone. Oh, God. And I was very upset. So I wanted to throw my foot through the TV. But uh, that just reminded me of, uh, you know, the VCR. And I'm like, they, I miss that sometimes, you know. Sometimes you miss yeah. the easy things. Yeah, that's simple technology. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I used to, I had to I had to tape this. I used to tape the animated series if I knew I was going out or if I had a, a test or something I had to really study. I had a VCR in my bedroom and I would record Batman the animated series and Superman the animated series. Yeah, and actually kind of talking about that, I remember when I think before the Superman animated series came out, they had a Batman Superman, I don't know if it was like a 1-hour movie or a 2-hour like animated movie. Uh, where they kind of meet Batman and Superman, and I always love that because it kind of shows. I think, I think it's uh, Superman actually comes to Gotham, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He's chasing a story or something, and I love it that uh, Batman's confronting like uh, some criminals, and Superman comes in and is trying to like calm him down. And I love it that first. You know, he sort of like puts his hand on Batman's shoulder, like you know, hey, hey, take it easy, and Batman flips him. And Superman's like, okay, and uses his x-ray vision, and he's like, Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne is just so calm. He's just like, you peaked. Like, no big deal. (laughs) 
cut to we see later we see Clark, you know, putting his Superman suit away, talking to Lois and this and that, and then he looks down and he sees this little bat shaped device on his cape, and he turns around and all the way across the alley atop a rooftop is Batman with binoculars giving him the thumbs up like gotcha. And I was like, Batman. <laughs> I think he's the best. <laughs> that's that episode actually, that that movie is um that's when Bruce Wayne and, and Clark Kent meet. This is before that actually happens. And Bruce Wayne's hitting on Lois Lane and like... Oh, yeah. And Clark's going <laughs> crazy. I mean, those great episode. I mean, so well written, this series. I wish they would bring it back. I mean, they've brought back other versions of it and it's just been mm-hmm. horrible. Um, you know, they're more kids... On the TV now, they're more... Uh, Kid friendly, and they have that crazy animation now. You know what I'm talking about? Like the- exactly, it's like Diana and I used to love watching the Teen Titans cartoon, and now they have this Teen Titans Go, and we're like, why just bring back Teen Titans? It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and like the Justice League, and a lot of these movies are still doing it. You know, we've seen some changes in it, but um, yeah, I, like the Brave, it's more blocky. And this was kind of like, yeah. it just rem- every time I watch it, I'm like, it's kind of like 66. I just, it's a good memory for me. Yeah, and I mean, I, one of the things I really loved about Batman the Animated Series overall was you never really quite knew what the time period was because you had a lot of that gothic noir things. Like they had, they had Zeppelins and the cars kind of looked like the cars from the 40s, but you know, they had computers and they had, you know, all this modern technology, but there was still a lot of these sort of like classic, like forties and fifties and even sixties sort of undertones. So it was sort of like a nice blend you were sort of like, wait, is this like take place back in the fifties or sixties and they just had cool technology or is it now? And they just kind of like that older style for things. Like I, I really love that about the series. It was a great blend. It really was a great blend. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And it, and again, like I said, it leads to so many other things. I mean, it goes from that to uh, the Superman series to the new adventures, the new, it's called the new Batman adventures. Then, you know, Batman beyond I liked too, you know, but it, yeah. you see it like starting to form and then justice league was awesome. I wasn't yes. too, wasn't too happy. I mean, I liked Justice League Unlimited, but you didn't see Batman as much as you saw. You know, they were it was more now the secondary characters that they brought into those episodes. Where the Justice League, you had the the big six or seven. But uh, true, yeah. Batman's animated series really started it all. Started it all. Yeah, I really think it did. I really think you know it was one of those sort of like early '90s cartoons where it was like, you know. Yeah animators and and creators realized that they could create you know using animation they could create things that really would appeal to everybody to kids and to adults because like i said you know my daughter and i diana we used to love watching and i used to love watching the original well not the original because the original i think was from the 60s but like that cartoon network you know teen titan show because it, it was great like it had a lot of elements of the comic book. It had great action and it had some amazing stories. And it's like, yeah, cartoons are not just for kids. You know, they're, they could really be used to appeal to just about anybody. So let me ask you this. Okay. So you have the Batman sure. animated series, which is probably, we probably both agree. It's probably the best of the animated series of DC. Is there, any, yes. is there anything that 
compares to it. I mean, how about I don't watch Rebels, I don't watch Clone Wars. What about anything from Marvel that, you know, you could say, okay, it's it's on equal ground? Yeah, I mean, again, like, I, I really don't know much that Marvel puts out, and I, I don't really watch, I really don't know, a lot, I mean, I don't think they really do. I, I really think that, you know, again, except for movies, DC kind of rules just about everything else with the TV shows and the cartoons, the animated movies and the comic books. So I really couldn't compare it to anything else, you know, that Marvel's doing and animation wise. Nah. Well, you think DC comics are better than Marvel comics, right? Is that what you? I mean, when I was growing up, DC was the first stuff that I read because they were the heroes that I knew. Like I watched super friends. So I know Batman and, and, Superman and Wonder Woman. So I read those comics. And then, you know, as I got older, I started looking at the Marvel comics and I thought they were really good. But there was there was aside back then, aside from the comic books, there was really nothing else. I mean, they then had, you know, the X-Men animated show, which came out also around this time, I think. And that was a great cartoon. cartoon But if I like had to choose like, okay, it's five o'clock. I'm either watching Batman or I'm watching X-Men. I think I'm going to watch Batman and use my VCR Plus and tape the X-Men and watch it later. <laughs> yeah, I love VCR Plus. Plus. Yeah, that's one of those has the DVD and the and the DVD uh, and the uh, VCR to it, or the two VCR oh. ones. Remember the two VCRs? No, no, no. The VCR Plus was like this thing you put on your VCR, and it had a code. And you used to get you see we used to get this thing in the mail called the tv guide <laughs> which told you what was on tv <laughs> in my day so they would have codes next to every show so you would type in the code and it sort of programmed your vcr to like oh you want to tape uh dynasty so friday at nine o'clock you know as long as you left the tv on the right channel the vcr would turn on and record for you know the hour or half hour or whatever it was so instead of you trying to pre-program it or or whatever it's like it was like a little device that just kind of you just typed in the code and it did the rest i can't figure out how we ever lived without dvr i have to be honest i think back yeah. and go oh my god what what was going on there uh all right so um <laughs> i was gonna ask you something about the I know I'm going to get killed from the nerd in me, guys. Have they ever talked Uh-oh. about uh, whether they liked either one in the series? I do listen here and there. I have to admit I'm a bad boy sometimes. but <laughs> And that's in all fa- fashion. Um, but do they mention, like, I don't know. Do they like Marvel or DC better? You know, I know they talk a lot of 80s cartoons. And obviously they've talked about the Super Friends, which Besides the Batman eight series, Super Friends so campy but awesome. <laughs> awesome, absolutely. I mean, that was. I mean, that's like I said, that's where I got my start in comic books. Was watching every because like it seemed like you know, and they mentioned it when they talked Saturday morning cartoons. It seemed like every every year they kind of changed the name Super Friends, Challenge of the Super Friends, Superman and his, you know whatever it was. But that's what got me on my comic book kick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember you asked me a question and I just kind of rambled on and completely forgot. So That's we're just going to move ahead. Move ahead. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So we, we've talked about Batman, the animated series, which again, like we said, is the greatest DC accomplishment that they have. 
uh, I, I think so anyway i mean it's definitely one of them absolutely yeah, i mean besides the man of steel part two uh it's it's great uh <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe batman forever uh oh boy okay debating. uh so um actually i'll tell you you know my favorite batman episode is ever anywhere is batman Go ahead. batman meets scooby-doo <laughs> okay. Did you ever see that episode? <laughs> I did see that one, and kind of building off of that one, I think it was a short that Cartoon Network did. They did um, Scooby Doo, like the Scooby Gang meets Weird Al, and Weird <laughs> Al, Weird Al is being blackmailed by the Joker. The Joker. And Weird Al actually ends up foiling down. All I remember at the end, and they kept it so so campy. It was so hilarious. You got like, cut. You got they, cut they, off they, a little bit there, bud. What? What about? I know you said uh, Weird Al. Weird Al. We're having our professional difficulties now. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties here. Well, basically, it was you know um, Weird Al was performing in like some haunted theater, apparently, but. The reason, like, uh, it was haunted was the Joker and the Riddler, or the Joker and Penguin, I'm sorry, that rumor out because they didn't want anybody in the theater. They were looking for a treasure. Uh, Weird Al, Scooby-Doo, Batman, they foil them. They find the treasure. And, um, you know, Weird Al's like, great, I could finally open up my accordion appreciation museum. And Batman, without missing a beat, goes, well, I know my friend Bruce Wayne sits on the Gotham City accordion accordion appreciation society he'll help you with that and i'm like of course he will <laughs> i never saw that episode i'm gonna have to find that it it was like a short it was like a short in between cartoons i'm sure if you go to youtube and you just you know batman meets weird al or something i'm sure it'll pop up it was this, it was hilarious this interweb, and weird al, and weird al provides his own voice of course of course <laughs> this interweb you can get so much from there uh, I know this is a different. We have to talk again at a, another time about the the great Scooby Doo episodes back when they met. Like you know, the oh, Scooby Doo meets. Yes. You know, those those are great. We're gonna jump <laughs> on the uh, Nerd and Me bandwagon and do some eighty cartoons, uh, just Scooby Doo alone. Uh, so anyway, on that note. Oh, that stuff went all the way back to the seventies. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh God, I can go. We could talk about that. That's another episode, folks. Uh, but. Right now, you're listening mm -hmm. to us talk about Batman, the animated series. You can find us on yep. brothersinarmchairs.com, um, where you can hear all of our stuff, all the Nerd and Me stuff, all of our other mm -hmm. all of our other wonderful stuff out there, like Black Belt Theater and Fat Guys and Little Coats. We're back! Um, and yes! And a whole bunch of other stuff. So make sure you listen to all that. Uh, Jay, what else we got? Okay, well, you know, you could find uh, our podcast, Enter the Nerd Zone. Of course, you can find it here on Anchor. And hey, Pete, guess what? 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 Okay, we we actually had some we actually had some people uh, favorite give us a little bit of a favorite on Anchor. So I figured it would be nice just to kind of give them a virtual high five. Okay. That was me giving him a high five. So I'd like just, just to thank some of our yeah, – there you go. <laughs> so I'd like to thank some of our recent uh, recent listeners. Uh, big thank you to Weirdo, Hobbit Hole Crew, 
Anna Manga Nation and Jesse Ray Henderson, uh, very recent listeners to the show. Thank you very much. Keep listening. If you also listen on iTunes, we're on iTunes. We've gotten a lot of great five-star reviews, but we want more. So keep keep giving us thumbs up, five stars, write out a rating, because guess what? The more ratings we get, the more exposure we get, and we're going to take over the world. You don't want us exposing ourselves, Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> True. By, by the way, those four people that, that. that liked us, thank you, but we're short as yes. such. That's not me, you, John, and uh, Alan, like, just faking out names, is it? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. No. No, well, these are legit. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen and ladies. If you are a lady, I, I appreciate that as well. Um, so, yeah, again, yes. check us out, brothersinarmchairs.com. Uh, Jay and I will be back soon talking uh, – uh, what are we going to talk about? Scooby-Doo apparently at some point in time. Um, some point in time, Scooby-Doo, <laughs> talk, uh, compare some more actors, yeah. uh, talk about some movies, whatever. Maybe Harry Potter someday. If it's out there, we'll, we'll – <laughs> Maybe yeah, maybe we'll get back to Harry Potter someday. Finish that out, yeah. We gotta, we gotta roll that out. <laughs> uh, obviously, wrestling. We're gonna we talk all the time, and we'll find. Oh some stuff. God, yeah. And listen, guys, you're out there. Call us. Uh, we're on Instagram. Give us some ideas on um, what you want to hear, and we'll do anything. I mean, obviously, we are enter the nerd zone. So anything is is nerdy at some point in time, right? Very true. Very true. All right, so Jay. It's about that time. Yes, sir. And it's appropriate for this. I think it is. <laughs> Same bad time. Very appropriate. Same bad channel. Batman? I, 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 <laughs> Batman. Batman. Awesome. Don't, That's don't all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, no, yeah, no. don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> and we are. And cut. <laughs> we are out. <laughs>